Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Stephanie Blackwell. Stephanie is a certified master athletic administrator from the great state of Oklahoma, where she is the director of athletics for the Bixby Public School System. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever time it is. Wherever you may be. Uh, Well, Stephanie, you know how busy the life of an athletic director is these days, so we're just going to jump right in. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us uh, the Stephanie Blackwell story. You know, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Uh, Where'd you go to college? And and maybe that, uh, you know, that first job in uh, teaching and coaching. Okay, so I um, grew up actually in Bixby, Oklahoma. So got to got to come home. I grew up here. Graduated in 1988, uh, was a gymnast first, so my first passion, and then um, got hurt quite a bit, so then I chose cheer, which I swore I'd never do. So then when I graduated from Bixby, I went to the University of Tulsa, cheered there. Um, I was active in, um, you know, a sorority, education, mortarboard, all that kind of stuff, and then I got my first job. Well, in between there, before my first job, I got married. Then got my first job at a small school district west of Bixby called Kiefer, Oklahoma. So I taught math there, taught seven, six different subjects on a seven-period day. I was overwhelmed, begged to come back to Bixby, and got hired back here in 1993. So I've been here ever since. Wow. Hometown girl does good. Thank you. So now a uh, successful teaching and coaching career. How did you get involved in athletic administration? I um, I never thought I would. I mean, that wasn't my, I just wanted to teach math and coach cheer. So that's what I was doing. And I did that for 16 years and I had a wonderful athletic director and um, upper administration here. And they, I guess, saw something in me and I got to work with the um, athletic director on little things. He's like, well, Stephanie, could you do the website or could you do this or could you do that? And I'm like, sure. Gave me something else to do. And um, he retired. Someone came in for a year after him and then that didn't work out. And the head football coach and myself became co-athletic directors. Uh, Great. It was a great working relationship. We did that for a year and then he decided he would rather 
I quit coaching at that point and just became athletic director. And he was an assistant athletic director. And we did that for a little while. And then he decided to retire. And that's when, you know, every time someone retires, you get more people, right? Because they can't do that. Yeah. And so um, he retired and uh, from football, but still was the athletic director assistant athletic director and I got another assistant athletic director but that's kind of how how it all evolved Mm -hmm. again not really thinking I was going to ever do athletic director stuff I I think many of us uh, have had a similar path you know hey why don't you try this yeah Um, okay in in our position you know we we talk about the importance of being uh, a good leader and uh, you know I think leaders come out of mentors uh, who were some of your mentors, uh, either growing up as a student athlete or in college and, and even on the job? You know, who's helped uh, you get to where you are now? So quite a number, quite a number of people. I've had a wonderful um, support base and, and mentors. Um, I think my gymnastics coach was, uh, as much as we butted heads, he taught me a lot just, just as coaching and as a leader and what to do and what not to do with with student athletes. Um, and then uh, when I was at the University of Tulsa, I had quite a few in, in from the education academic background to um, the head football coach or the athletic director there. Um, one of the athletic directors, which um, his name was Tommy Hetspeth, just taught me all kinds of stuff, just how to be personable to other people and, and how to I didn't know, unfortunately, he passed away a couple years ago, but um, I never knew all the things he had accomplished because it was never about him. It was always about what, how can I help you? What can I help you do? How can we lead? Um, Then uh, when I became athletic director here, that Steve Smiley was the athletic director when um, I started pretty much succeeding in cheer and we got some things for our cheerleaders. And uh, he was big in the NIAAA and the Oklahoma Athletic Directors Association. And he helped mentor me and push me in those directions. And therefore, probably my first five years, he called, if not every day, at least every other day. Hey, have you done this? Don't forget about this. Remember your checklist. And, um, you know, have you signed up for this? Those kind of things. So in the athletic director realm, he has been the most positive mentor I've ever had and if it wasn't for him there's no way I could have could have done what I've what I've done or accomplished or those kind of things so and then um my husband has not not necessarily so much mentored me but been supportive where I could do this job I I have two girls and um they're older now but they still require lots of love um I guess it never goes away because my parents look at me every day and go she's still here. Um, she's still asking for stuff. But finally, I think those would be my mom and dad would be the other two people that have really um, mentored. Anytime I need help, I call my dad. So um, I think that's the older I get, the more wise they are. Uh, again, your, your parents, they're always going to be your parents and your kids. They're always going to be your kids. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, NIAAA. I know you're very active in your state association, obviously, but you're also, uh, I, I think the last couple of years, gotten a little more active in NIAAA. Tell our listeners uh, some of the things you're doing. 
Um, well, I was in the past, again, when I first got involved 17 years ago, I became an OIAAA and IAAA member. We have a dual state membership here and it's been wonderful for that. But I was, um, I kind of jumped right in as a region rep and then um, as OIAAA president, secretary, um, now I'm state association or state education coordinator and um, LTI, not LTI and um, yeah, I'm doing really well and uh, <laughs> and um, certification. Uh, so when I started a little earlier um, at the NI, that's, that's locally or statewide what I've done. So then at the national level, I have been a state delegate, again, state education coordinator. And I was on the National Federation uh, Citizenship and Equity Committee. And that was very, very interesting that um, our state association recommended that, that I be on that. It was, I guess, Oklahoma's turn to hold an office on there. And I got to work with um, uh, Elliot and with Carissa. She was, she was one of the members of the committee. Um, and I got to do that for five years. And it was very interesting. It, it kind of dealt with, you know, hazing prevention and cases for high school why do we need high school athletics how is it education based um and i think that's that those kind of things expanded into the national the nfhslearn.com with the parent the parent part of it the student athlete part of it you know we encourage those kind of things and then um uh i got to do more on the ni triple a level uh a moderator at a couple a couple years back, uh, and then recently the certification committee, which you know, you you Mr. Co, you know, you're in charge of that a little bit. So that's kind of that's kind of a roundabout way that that I've been involved in those things. Well, again, just a great example of you know getting involved, and in, uh, you know when you, when you're asked to serve. Yeah, you've been willing to do that. So appreciate all that uh, help. Let's talk a little bit about COVID. Uh, it certainly had an impact of this past spring nationally and continues to impact our schools. Um, we've seen a variety of responses from across the country. This state is delaying, this state is canceling, this state is progressing uh, um, without change, uh, even in my own state of Florida, you know, we've had a variety of responses. Um, go ahead and just give us that laser focus on uh, Oklahoma, on Bixby, and, and maybe some of the things that you're doing with your students and athletes as we, you know, plan a, a return for fall sports. So we've done, um, I think we've all been in the same predicament. We, we didn't come back in the spring. Um, we started June. We started with student athletes coming back on our campus June 9th, something like that with um, protocols. So those have been put in place, such as taking the temperature, using cohort groups, um, started out with just strength and conditioning, and then um, has progressed into, you know, we have some, some sanctioned camps that have happened and but it's only been with Bixby students. We haven't done um, anything with outside groups on campus or let any of our student athletes go off of campus as Bixby students. Um, 
So everything's been with, with some restrictions now, July 15th, all fall sports, but football got to start practicing without restrictions. You know, we still have the protocols in place of the cleaning of the temperatures of trying to stay in cohort groups as much as possible in case there are positives, which there have been, and we have notified and done well and gotten through those. Um, so those things are going to happen. I think as a, we met as a conference and those kind of things and tried to develop some standards that were the same throughout the conference so that, so that one, we had a backing of we're trying to do stuff as much equality as we can. And so that it made more sense to, well, how come they're getting to go travel at at this school and we're not well no one did that we all tried to do the same thing as much as we could um the state association has said we're going to move forward as of right now but they also said that they would send a survey to the superintendents yesterday and in that survey there were nine questions um some from anything from are you going to do all online if you are what does that look like for athletics um and and right now in Oklahoma, we already have that put in place. There's a lot of schools that do offer online through their school, virtual, and they come just for athletics last hour. So, you know, we're, even if they offer that, that's what we've been doing anyway. We have some athletes that are off campus doing college classes until they come to athletics and they're still getting to participate. So, um, and then a couple of the other questions were would if we pushed the season back but still could get it in are you for that or are you um, for just having everything in the spring and I was like oh um, if it if it would get kids to participate sure but that's not an ideal situation for anyone I don't think I think it would just put a bind on everyone but again if it could get kids to participate then then that's what we'd want to do so questions like that um, you know, school-wide, we we had two options here at Bixby, and I think those are going to be readdressed. Um, that's a little bit above. I don't know all that information, but it was full, come to school, let's go, uh, and then online, distance learning. So uh, there are plans in place with if there's an outbreak, what we do. Uh, and I still think that's not, no one knows what to do. So we're going to have to make, I mean, we don't have a perfect, a perfect picture of let's go back and let's roll with whatever's thrown at us. Um, I think that's still just so up in the air. Well, I think the good news is you definitely have a plan to move forward. Um, this is a question I've been asking recently, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty confident you've got an answer for this, a good one. Um, your state's moving forward, your school district's moving forward. Um, what is your response uh, to the parent that comes to you and says or asks, Coach Blackwell, is it safe for my son or daughter to come and do sports? How would you respond to that? Uh, carefully. <laughs> I, think, I think sports are, I mean, it's a privilege. And it is not a necessity. And if the family at any time does not feel comfortable sending their kids here, that's a decision they have to make as a family. That's not our decision. Um, do I think it's safe? I think it's as safe as walking across the street, not getting hit by a car. But that's, I'm not a medical doctor. 
and again, that's that's where I'm coming from. Are we doing things to keep our kids safe? Absolutely. But it's ultimately up to the parents and their family to decide if this is something they want them to participate in or not. That's my feeling. Um, and none of those practices that we've had so far have been required. Strength and conditioning hasn't been required. If they don't feel like they want to send their kids, they don't have to. And that's almost word for word what uh, I shared with one of our parents just a couple of days ago. So Yeah, I mean, it's scary. It's scary because you don't know. I mean, you can research and there's all this out there. Is it a credible source? Are the numbers correct? I mean, there's just too many variables that you don't, that you're unsure of. So one minute I think, oh, yeah, everything's going to be normal. And then I read or research something and my mind starts going, oh, no, what are we going to do? Because kids need this. Adults need this. Um, they need to be active and they need to be social. We're not to stay at home. That's not the creatures we are as much as it's nice to, to stay at home. When, I mean, I'm like, I'll stay at home, but that's not normal. You know, I mean, they, you want to get out, you want to interact no, and our, mentally we need to do that. Um, to, to go back on some some things that you said earlier about just kind of what we're doing COVID wide. I don't know if anyone's thought of or if you've thought of, but we've been doing like I went over volleyball. If we're going to have volleyball games, what does that look like? And so we went over some protocols and those are still in the works. But, you know, I didn't even think, do they switch benches? Do they take their chair with them? Do we not switch? You know, if we're going to try and keep down contact in anything what does that look like um i don't know i don't know but we are going over those protocols are we going to have full capacity are we not are we you know are they going to wear masks are they not going to wear masks obviously not during the competition or the event but what are they going to do on the bench you know those kind of things so it's been, I'm, I'm interested to see what all, what all happens in other states with that, with that too, because it's unsure around here, those protocols. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, just an endless number of uh, questions and uh, we're still trying to figure out, you know, uh, the answer to number one and two. Um, putting COVID aside, Thank you you. Know, you've been an athletic director for uh, uh, a number of years now, you're an experienced hand. How have you seen the job change from when you first got started, you know, as a coach and as a co-AD to now as, as the athletic director? How's the job changed for you? I think there's more um, cross your T's and dot your I's. Make sure you're doing everything you should to make everything safe. Um, but that's what I tell people all the time. This job changes from day to day. That's what makes it so interesting. Like I can say, this is what's going to happen today. And I can come in and none of those things happen because it just changes every day. They're like, well, when could I meet with you? You know, people call and they're like, I'd like to set up a meeting. And I'm like, well, let's put it down now because tomorrow is going to be different or the next day is going to be different. So I don't know. I, I think every year, every day has been different. I don't know if that's my fault. <laughs> I don't know if that's me, but um, I, th I think it's more, I don't think it, I think a lot of people feel like you just go get to watch a game. Well, that's the least of what we do. I would, I love away games because home games, you 
don't get a watch. You don't get a, but that's not, that's not even what we, I mean, that's part of what we do game management, but there's so much more to it, to athletic director than that, to our job. Well, just that, that old saying that, um, everybody wants our job on game night, you know, they see it, you know, and like you're sitting back enjoying the kingdom, uh, but nobody wants the job on Saturday, uh, through Thursday, and they certainly don't want it during the summer, uh, or now. So, uh, right. yeah, there's a lot to it. Um, in addition to COVID, uh, this spring, um, we saw, uh, the topic of social issues, uh, social justice, uh, um, become much more, uh, part of the conversation. Uh, from your perspective, what are some things that we can do as athletic administrators, as leaders, to do a better job uh, regarding these social issues? I think it comes back to education. We need to educate people that we're equal and we all go through different things, but um, we all have opportunities the same if we want them. Uh, I grew up in Bixby, Oklahoma. There's not a lot of diversity here so it's hard for me to understand personally those things because i just feel like i just love everyone um so it's hard for me to understand that um i've i've seen you know i don't i just i just feel like we still have to educate and we have to treat people well and we have to show people how they need to act or not act and when there is a situation that occurs with with our student athletes then we need to talk to them about it immediately and not let it get get bad and and those kind of things say so this is not what we're going to do this is what we're going to do this is why and again it goes back to education and how we should behave yeah. I, I think athletics is such a great uh environment for you know helping to teach you know those types of lessons uh you know teamwork and equality let's go and shift gears uh what are some of the favorite uh things that you get to do as the athletic director, what gets you excited about uh, going to school each day? I think when I have the opportunity and I set aside time to walk through practices and interact with the kids, um, I do meetings at end of or start of season meetings with every sport, and we go over a list of athletic expectations that we have for the athletes. Plus, they get to see us meet us and understand where we're coming from. Um, we probably have a thousand athletes that we deal with um, every day, 800 to a thousand. And um, I think it's very important that they know where we are, what we do, what we expect, what we stand for. And those are the things that I like. I like coaching our kids. Um, I know we need to coach our coaches too, but uh, I think if our coaches see how we interact also with the student athlete, it, it helps them understand a little bit about us too. But I love the, I love watching kids develop and learn and grow. Uh, they come in as freshmen and they're scared to death of me. I don't know why. And by the time they're seniors, they're sitting, you know, in my office, just chatting it up. Like, why were we scared of you? I don't know. But um, it's pretty, it, it's pretty neat to see that growth. Uh, you can be a very intimidating uh, figure at times. Okay? I don't know. You ask those football players. I'm pretty mean on the sidelines. <laughs> if you hadn't gone into an athletic administration, you know, what is your alternative uh, career? 
uh, I'd still be teaching. Or if I hadn't gone into education at all, um, my other option was to be an actuary. But those aren't very fun. They're kind of depressing. <laughs> but when I was little, I wanted to be an astronaut. There you go. Okay. I can see you as an astronaut. Well, Stephanie, this has just flown by. I'm serious. Um, and we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, you're an experienced AD, and now you're sending a brand new athletic director out on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. What is going to go inside Stephanie Blackwell's AD toolbox? To find that mentor that will help you know what's going on, be very, very organized. Um, make sure you are involved with your state association and the national association. And always, it's always okay to not know an answer and tell them you will get back to them and not be put on the spot, those kind of things. I know I might, I have more, but I guess there's three probably. You only get three. That's not fair. Okay. Life doesn't just have three. Well, if they have that mentor, that mentor is going to be able to give them four or five and six. More. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the uh, show today. Uh, really enjoyed visiting with you. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. We only have the best. Uh, listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel. That's Educate, Ath, D-I-R, and F-I-A-A on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.